Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Peter, back to the Steelers coordinator question. I'm curious as to your thoughts on... Cliff Kingsbury. I'd definitely be intrigued. Right now, he's talked to the Bears and he's going to talk to the Steelers. Interesting places. And you think, wow, they're, they're, they're going rogue. They're going revolutionary. The Bears are a running team. Steelers are a running team. You know, Walter Payton, Jerome Bettis. I'll tell you this. If he gets one of these jobs, I guarantee you that that team will be a running team. That isn't to say he won't develop a quarterback. Mahomes loved him. I think a lot of people in the game over the years have really respected him he's a progressive thinker there you go peter king with cook and joe uh dropped some um a little newsworthy uh tidbit there that cliff kingsbury will interview with the pittsburgh steelers for the offensive coordinator spot now we know that zach robinson who was the past game coordinator of the la rams uh it, the steelers requested to interview him zach robinson former player was drafted as former quarterback well, was assistant quarterbacks coach, was the assistant wide receivers coach, was the quarterback coach this year and the pass game coordinator um, for the L.A. Rams. And I know that some people do kind of put things together, but Zach Robinson did train Mason Rudolph whenever Mason Rudolph was going into the draft and the combine, uh, being an Oklahoma State guy himself. They requested to interview him, and now Peter King drops this that Cliff Kingsbury will be uh, interviewed by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Guys, uh, Doug, we'll start with you. Um, is this the right direction? Is this the right direction for the Steelers? Like, even starting with the news with Zach Robinson, you know, I haven't been able to ask you guys this, but even starting with the news with Zach Robinson, he was the first domino to fall. Do you think that they're heading in the right direction of who could be the next offensive coordinator? I do like that they are op willing to open it up, and obviously they are going – to investigate the hot lineage of coaching right now. Anybody coming from that that coaching tree, they've obviously proven to be very successful as head coaches. And the next part of it is the offensive coordinator because they've been picked to be from offensive coordinators to head coaches because offensive has been performing. And that's what's driving the league today and the development of a quarterback. So I like that. Do I think they will get Zach Robinson? 
Because I always do this. In any situation, I always look at it from both sides. If I'm Zach Robinson and I got, I'm on, what, 10 to 15 teams' radar, first of all, you're going to have – who's the highest paid? Mm-hmm. Who's going to give me the most money? Mm-hmm. Ain't going to be the Steelers. <laughs> and where am I going to have a direction to my next step, which is a head coach? Name me one person that's coming out of Pittsburgh. So love that they're going there. They're going to have to overpay for him and offer him the world, maybe even assistant head coach title, which I don't know that's going to happen, so I think he's out. Cliff Kingsbury, all right, do some investigation. Now you're telling me what's the identity of your offense going to be. It's going to be a glorified college offense, which when it was in the league, I just looked it up. Under Cliff Kingsbury, Arizona's offense was 15th in points and 14th in yards. What's that doing for you? Right. So that's what. But again, I like the point that they are investigating every and different types of offensive coordinators. Yeah, I I like the fact that, I mean, nobody says they have to hire any of these guys. Mm -hmm. Let's just get them on the phone. Mm -hmm. Let's just pick their brain. Let's see what they have, what they have to offer. And when you talk about Zach Robinson, too, is, you know, you you make a point, Doug, is does he want to come here where the quarterback situation isn't great? I mean, he can make a name for himself, but. If he wants to be a head coach, he probably would want somebody more stable in place right here to to show off his offense. I think he would make a tremendous hire, to be honest with you. But oh, I mean, no you're right. You're right with the money. They're not going to give him the money. They're not going to give a 37 year old wide receiver coach a title either. It's just, exactly. that, that, that's just so, not going to happen, right? And let me ask you this. And and now we want obviously won't be privy to this. Kabbalah, you might be. Is what is the direction that Mike T's going to say, hey, come on in and run your offense or come on in, this is how we want this offense to run. Mm-hmm. That's that's that other part of it we, we won't, won't know. Doug, do you think that the Steelers uh, will do their due diligence and, you know, have you been a part of this process of, um, you know, knowing that you have to go through an interview process with a coordinator, but interviewing multiple, multiple coordinators just to get information and just to get ideas and then kind of, putting that together, packaging that together, and being like, okay, who out of all these guys, who fits everything? And or, you know, you have a guy in mind, but you're still interviewing multiple coordinators just to get more info. Like, no is, that, is that kind of the path that you take whenever you are interviewing, interviewing I, I, candidates? I think it, it should, definitely should be the path they're taking for this offensive coordinator because of the strike them striking out the last two offensive coordinators. I think they need to find out what is out there, what is the hot trending thing? But more importantly, what is out there that fits the foundation of what the Steelers are all about? I'm not saying pick the same guy that's run three first down, second down, and, and pass third down. No, but hey, our foundation is going to be a physical running style, but let's see what can branch off of that. What has that evolved into in the the modern era of offensive coordinating? So I like that. And to the point that he has art in there, that's how Mike T got his job. You know, Russ Grimm and Wisenhunt were the favorites, mm-hmm. but they cast a, a net to see what else is out there. Oh, we like these guys, but how about this young guy, Mike T? So why not implore the same type of technique of finding your offensive coordinator, which gives me hope because he says in that in his uh, – why am I saying the the Exit meeting. Exit meeting, yep. thank you, that or, Art and Omar are going to be in there. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, that that was my next I question. I just don't Who's know how much room? Omar is going to really have to say. 
I wouldn't say say, but I'm gonna he, say, but just he to be can, on the same page. But no, or he can say, "Hey, have you ever thought about this?" Or yeah. ask certain questions, just th- a different point of view. And I I'm think, not saying say. I think Andy has a chance. I mean, he has a lot of connections around the league, more connections than probably Omar in terms of coaching. So I think they could use him of saying, "Hey, come look at this guy. Hey, this guy is pretty good. Maybe we should bring him in and take take a look at him." So I think that it would be crazy not to have him involved in some capacity. well i'm sure omar and andy i, I look yeah, at them as one. one Andy's going to say hey omar here's a couple guys that we talked to when we we're in philly or we had in philly here's a couple of questions so when you're in there do that is that a normal process like is it always owner gm head coach and maybe you know per- player personnel director uh that are sitting in on the interview processes no what no, is it usually it's, like it's usually the head coach and that's it that's that's and not it. even the owner no well the owner may so what will happen is the head coach will interview i may he may come in meet me say a couple things but what we're doing is just kind of get a feel for what type of guy is owners trying to get a feel for what type of guy is then after the interview the coach will come in and say all right here's what he was all about here's where he fits here's where i don't like what i do like all of that stuff because in my opinion it was always you're the head coach this is your staff we'll give you some hints and advice and things to think about but this is your hire because it gets tricky when you're a GM. Now, the owner, you can do it. When you get a, it gets tricky with a GM, you're saying, I think you should hire this guy. That hires that guy. Well, I didn't want this guy. It was your recommendation. So it gives them an escape. So, hey, you get paid a lot of money. It's your staff. You do it. Because on my staff, I want to make my decisions as well. Again, though, if they ask for help, absolutely. Now, my question would be somebody like Zach Robinson. Obviously, he doesn't have his own scheme his own playbook mm-hmm. when you come in an interview does he present you with hey this is these are the plays i like this is what i want to no. do or well, is it more just general is it, okay. it, it's philosophy is it yes it's what 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 is is your identity as offense now for me the the major strike because i've maybe just been burned and i have bad in just in memories a multiple offense Multiple offense means you're not good you're at one thing. Right, you just when, it, when it's – I can't say nut-cutting time, but I guess I just said it. <laughs> what are you going to hang your hat on? Mm-hmm. And guys that are multiple are trying to do so many different things that when it's fourth and one and you need it to win the AFC championship, you got multiple things and you can't just say, we're going with this and we're going to be better than you at that because we execute. So what is your philosophy? And then how are you going to structure your offense? What do you look for in quarterbacks? What do you look for in different positions on offense? And then how are you going to develop those guys and then develop your your game plans in each game? Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Doesn't um, philosophy, like I, I feel like personally, and I was just going through this in my mind whenever you were saying that, and, and Kabbalah, you brought that up about, is it like, you know, are you putting schemes down on the table? Say, this is my scheme, but isn't philosophy about experience? Like, I feel like if I were to get interviewed for the Steelers offensive coordinator job and say, like, I was working under, and obviously people aren't going to like this, but say I was working under Frank Signetti. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I, I, you know, I know what he ran, but I would use all my experiences of being of playing for Gary Kubiak, of playing for, uh, you know, uh, uh, Chan Gailey, playing for, and then forming that and right. my experiences into my philosophy. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know if Zach Robinson – has the same philosophy as McVay, even though he co- he coached underneath McVay. McVay, but you know there, there's times where you're sitting there you're like, okay, like that's my boss. He's saying this thing, but you know I'd probably say something different. But I get what he's saying, but I'd probably do it a little bit different. I could see like if you were going into an interview process, if you're Zach Robinson, like, all right, 
I got, I'm going to sit down and everything that I've learned in playing and in, in playing quarterback, I'm going to put it all together and that's what I'm going to present. No doubt. And uh, I'll tell you this much. I, I do some, some help with the GM symposium out, out in LA every year and talking to, and it was information departed to me when I was young. And it's basically when you're in this business, be it a coach or a scout, that's exactly what you do, what you're saying. In every situation, you look at what the situation is and you think, all right, I would do this and you write this down. And if the boss does something different, then you look at the outcome and say, oh, well, I was wrong. Let's do it that way. Or it didn't work out that way. I'm going to make sure I do it this way. So you take pieces from every person you're around and you'd be a sponge, but you formulate it into your own process. And I think that's what a lot of people do. And that's that philosophy. Hey, I'm coming from McVeigh. It's a little piece of my philosophy, but I want to be what I am and put my stamp on what I'm going to do because what you don't want to do, and it's been proven over and over, is try to replicate something. Mm -hmm. That is the hardest thing to do in sports. But the thing is with the Steelers is their philosophy is already going to be pushed on whoever's here, mm -hmm. right? We already made They already made it abundantly clear that they're a power team, they're a physical team, they're a Pittsburgh Steeler team, air quotes, so if say we're just using Zach Robinson as an example here because that's the name that's out there comes in and he doesn't necessarily feel that way, but hey, part of this has to be your plan. Mm -hmm. That's something where you know you might not be very comfortable with that as an offensive course. I don't, I don't want to do this. But, okay, so think about it like this. It, you know, this is your first opportunity, though. We yeah. kind of talked about this off air, and we're going to talk about it a little bit next. But if you're Zach Robinson, I was a pass game coordinator and an assistant receivers coach. You know, this may be you – know, my name's floating out there, but, you know, maybe I have to jump on the first grenade and kind of just be like, yeah, okay, like I can make well, that I wonder work. if there's ten grenades out there. Yeah. yeah. I, well. and, and when you're yeah. on that lineage where you are, you're going to get another opportunity. Yeah. So it's not like I got to get this uh, – it's not like you're coming from Jackson State. Right. And getting offered an offensive coordinator job So would, job there, would there be pushback? I mean, like not pushback, but like, uh, well, I, you know, I, I don't know if I see it that way. And how would – you know, Art or Mike Tomlin take that if Zach Robinson's like, oh, you know, I don't, I just don't really kind of put that together in the way that I, I see doing and, things. And that's another thing. If we got time, yeah, uh, that's oh, another yeah. thing. When I when I'm doing some mentoring for guys that are trying to be GMs and head coaches, it's Ozzy and Newsom NFL GM Symposium in LA. I always say you can go into interview and do one or two things. You can interview to get the job, or you can interview and say, if I get this job, this is what you're getting. You got to choose. But if you interview to get the job, they're going to hold you to that standard saying, when you interviewed, you said you were going to do this, this, and this. You can't come in and say, well, I told you I was going to do this, but this is my true philosophy. Mm -hmm. So you just got to decide, do I want to say, this is who I am, and if you like me, great. If not, I'll wait till somebody that does. Or, all right, I'll acquiesce to the Roonies, to Mike T, and run that philosophy. I definitely I know, think that's decide. going to be a part of it, though. Mm. You know, this is my style, but within the framework of what yeah. we want to do, they're going to have to find that mix. So maybe Zach Robinson's the best guy, you know, with his tree and everything, but he might not be the best fit. Exactly. Right? There it is. So I mean, that's, that's I mean, aren't they doing a disservice to themselves? I mean, haven't they watched their own football games and watched their own practices over the last how many years? Like, I mean, are they in a place? I mean, I know they're the Steelers, and I know it's, it's Rooney. I know it's Tomlin. But are they really in a spot right now whenever Tomlin's back is against the wall to really say, like, this is what we want to do and kind of, you know, and kind of and lead the charge of what they're, he's trying to do at this point? Or would you just let somebody come in with fresh ideas and change it up? 
Like well, I mean, they're already doing that. I mean, they. I mean, who who they're bringing in? This would this would have been a done deal already. We would have already had the offensive coordinator hired mm-hmm. if this was years past. Obviously, they're they're spreading their wings here and trying to at least look at guys who are thirty seven and don't have any experience. Guys who have had success anywhere else. Like we haven't talked much about Kingsbury, but mm-hmm. he's a guy that's, you know, a head coach. He right. was a head. I don't mm-hmm. care. Success or not, he was a head coach in college and the pros, and that's something that hasn't been on the staff since they were good. I mean, the Munchaks and the Haley's when they were at their best. So that well, that <clears throat> plays into it as well. I well, think. let me ask both of you this: this, what's attractive about the job? Hmm. That says a nut right there. Um, not money. <laughs> Not not tree, which we'll get into later. Not coaching tree. Um, maybe the fact opportunity. that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, just an opportunity. Yeah. Really, just an opportunity. So right there, that lets you know well. from a candidate's perspective. Again, look at it from a three hundred and sixty view. From an offensive coordinator, like okay, yeah, it's the Steelers. You have that myth of the Steelers being the Steelers, but when you really break it down, you have questions about quarterback, and right now you really only know you have one for sure quarterback on your roster that, okay, did you like this guy and what do you think you can get this guy ceiling to be? The Steelers are the Steelers. You have the standard of the six Super Bowls, but right now the locker room's talking about winning playoff games, not Super Bowls. And maybe the best thing about it is, well, I was going to say, you could get the string, you could work your whole contract, but they just, Flipped that script and fired someone before, so the continuity right now is the it. If you're to me. a young guy, you just want your foot in the door at some point, right? But but do you want your foot foot in the door that is going to be capped? Right. You you're it depends here. on who you are. It depends how many offers you well, get. I guess well, that's what I'm saying. The guys that are saying I just want my opportunity, they're probably not the best guys out there, right? Because they got other opportunities. The guys that are the best guys out there are like, hey, I'm using this to show what I can to be a head coach not just to get the job. Those guys I'm worried about, the ones that are like, oh, well, it's the Steelers, and that's the only way I'm it's getting Mike in. Tomlin, like, yeah. I want to co- I want to coach, on, on coach with Mike Tomlin. I, well, yeah. And knowing that I'm not going anywhere after that, that's this is going to be – that's why I think this is the most interesting hire and will point the direction of this franchise and their thought process going forward when they hire this OC, who it is. There's another domino to fall. We're going to talk about that next and how that could affect the, uh, the offensive coordinator search and – uh, higher, that's probably going to go down at some point uh, in the next, I don't even know. Uh, I don't have a timeline for it, but there should be a timeline for this to happen, this next domino. First, fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning show brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Thorne Dickerson here. Mark Cabali. Doug Whaley. Nicholas Harry Callis behind the glass. Guys, there's another domino to fall, and I thought that that was a great conversation in the first segment about you know the whole offense coordinator search and what goes down in the meetings and stuff, but I feel like that there's another domino that needs to fall, and maybe, Mark, you could shed a little bit of light on the timeline of this. Um, Mike Tomlin's contract, uh, you know, his extension, which we obviously know that is coming, um, does that matter in the offensive coordinator search? And if you were an offensive coordinator and flip side, would you inquire about Mike Tomlin being extended for multiple years and knowing that you would be connected to him or would you not worry about him uh, maybe having a, another one-year deal like I mean does that really matter at this point that he's that they haven't given him the extension yet and then and you're still searching first of all I would probably inquire but I probably wouldn't inquire until the absolute end of the process right right right, right. that wouldn't be the first thing hey by the way is he going to be around but I don't think it's that big of a deal in my opinion Doug you could be a little bit different here to me is if I'm getting an opportunity as a offensive coordinator, I don't care if it's for a year or five years. If I'm good enough, I only want to be there a year. I only want to be there two years. I don't really care what the head coach is there. I want to do my thing. So to me, I don't think it's that big of a deal, and I don't think it would be a deal breaker if I'm up for that job. As for the timeline here, I mean, how the Steelers work are in mysterious ways. For all we know, the deal's done, and they won't announce it until June. They won't announce it until August, publicly. I mean, who knows? I mean, that's just how they work. I mean, historically, I think he got one in, what, May one time, but it's mostly late July when they announce it. So um, it could happen. The end. I, I find it hard to believe that they'll come out and announce it before they hire anything. I, I think they'll wait until probably after OTAs, if I was a guessing person, to make this announcement of his extension will probably be what, a year at least, maybe two. I don't know, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. No, I, I agree with you, and you hit on a, a great point that, guys, for me, if I want if the OC is worth his salt, he's betting on himself, mm-hmm. like Matt, like Kabali said. I'm going to be here maybe a year, maybe two. It doesn't matter. But the second part of it is that may go into negotiation. I need at least a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. So, and, and – even if Coach T's gone the next year, you're still paying me for two two more years after this year. But I'm going to be making a jump anyway. Or I might be showing up that I might have a chance to be succeed Coach T because that's something that's – that. actually, I'm just talking to myself. That may be a positive in the job of the continuity that is stressed in Pittsburgh and not only stressed but proven to be the way they operate. That might be something like, oh, if Mike T only has a year or even an extension for a year, I come in and show that I can fit into the Steeler way and produce, I'm the next in line. And guess what? I'm going to be here for 
15 to 17 <laughs> years, just like everybody else. So that's the one positive now that I think about it of the job. Now, whenever they, okay, let, let's go back to Zach Robinson and they're hire or they're interviewing Zach Robinson and he's a pass game coordinator. Now I know that the Steelers have had a run game coordinator before and that was Mike Munchak. Um, should the Steelers look into the process of like the LA Rams of having an assistant quarterback coach or an assistant assistant quarterback coach, a pass game coordinator, a run game coordinator. I believe Mike Tomlin alluded to it in his, uh, his closing press conference that you kind of we're, we're going to have to explore all options and add to this roster in this coaching staff. Do you think it would benefit the Steelers to actually hire a pass game coordinator outside of whenever they hire their coordinator? I, you know, I asked Art Rooney this a couple years ago. And he basically, they basically told me they already have one in place. I mean, we just don't announce it. That who, you know, it's it's a more of a a group effort type of situation, and that's what they told me. They have always had somebody there to put together pass and run game coordinator was Munchak. Obviously, I think uh, a lot of it had to do with offensive line coach prior to that. So. That's what they told me. I was kind of surprised when I heard that as well. But somebody specific with that title, I can't see them doing that just because they don't want to single everybody out. If, if Mike Tomlin answering this question, he says, you know, I don't care where the good ideas come from. I just want ideas or whatever he says there. So he's going to say that they're all part of this pass game effort. Everybody is. But you know what? It was like that under Canada. But right. guess who had last day? Ken. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you could give me all the – uh, things you want to tell me about what we should and shouldn't do. If my OC said, nah, we're not doing that, then then what good is it? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I feel like that's kind of how they operated with Faulkner and Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like uh, Sullivan was the offensive coordinator and Faulkner was the pass game run game coordinator. Like, he was the one putting the game, the game plans together, but Sullivan was the actual offensive coordinator projecting the plays. I don't know how well that could – like, because you, you – I mean, let, let's just be honest. Like, you're in a situation where you need to develop your quarterback – um, you, you don't know, you know, you, you want to bring back Mason Rudolph. You, you know, we're going to talk about this too. There's outside candidates that could possibly be uh, the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers that people are floating names around. So, I mean, you have to do, you have to patch up every hole that you think is, is, is leaking water at this point. And would it benefit them to really have an, an, a concrete extra set of eyes that is significant for their quarterback situation? I look at it this way. There's a salary cap on players, but there's not salary cap on support staff. There's not a salary cap on coaches. There's not a salary cap on performance. There's not a salary cap on medical. And all these people touch the players and get the players to perform at their highest level. So if you have a question at the most important position in all of NFL sport, all of football, but even the NFL, why wouldn't you try to pour as many resources in there to – Find the right guy, but more importantly, once you get the right guy, develop that guy to hit his maximum output. And that's why I'm saying you should have a quarterback coach. You should have assistant quarterback coach. You should have a pass game coordinator. You should have a run game coordinator. Why not insulate that a quarterback and your offense and your team and set themselves up for success? Now, granted, everybody's like, well, the Steelers do it a certain way. You have to evolve because if you don't get evolved, you get left behind and you get you toil in mediocrity, and what have they been doing lately? Uh, I mean, I, Dorian, I just found a, a a tweet of mine from four years ago. I said Art Rooney said that the Steelers 
have always had a run-pass game coordinators that come up with plans and then hand it over to the OC. They just never give out the titles. Well, who would have that? What, four years ago? Okay, Fickner was the <laughs> offensive coordinator, right? Yeah. So I, I remember him asking Was it Canada? That. I remember asking him that at that point. It was. I think it was Fickner. No, I mean, was now, Canada the, the guy that's passing along? I mean, he was no, a quarterback no, he, coach. I guess. Maybe he was. I don't, I, I don't really know the specifics of it. But I remember asking him that four years ago during his meeting, which Art will be talking to the media here within and, a week. And why don't they give out the coordinator the titles? And you're, and you're sitting over there, Doug, talking about support staff being paid more. I'm just what saying. What organization yeah. are we talking no, th- about? Think about this. <laughs> you work there, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So think about this. Think of how long it took for Kevin Colbert to get the GM title. 15 years. Right. So, just telling they, they, you, they, uh, they're stingy with the titles because they're stingy with the case. Well, they, they need to change, and they can't. And I think that they're in a situation, too, that uh, they can't let out too many secrets as well during this process. We'll get into that a little bit next. Fan Twitter brought to you by PJ Fitzpatrick, home improvement, trust PJ.com. What'd you shake your head for, Callis? What's wrong? That's the Twitter poll, not Twitter. That's what I said. You said the Twitter Twitter. <laughs> I said the Twitter. The Twitter poll. Brought to you by PJ Fitzpatrick. Home improvement. Trust PJ.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Fan Hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Dickerson, Kabali, Whaley, Callis, here with you on the Fan Morning Show. Uh, Doug asked you this off air, Kabali, and I was like, you know what, let's save it for on air. I already forget what that, what that was, so this is, this is tell you where my mind there is. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so this is going to be fresh. <laughs> you you mentioned that we expect maybe Art the Second to speak yeah. to the media to speak to people next week within a week within yes. a week okay let's go within a week that's pretty good if you if you get one question to ask him what would it be well we should we probably should open it up to the fans they would love to ask him one right throw yeah. that on the Twitter poll yeah we could throw that, <laughs> we could throw that four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy call in or text in what would you ask Art the Second uh, whenever he talks within the next week. What is that one question you would ask? Wow. You know, there's you just so know. many you can ask right now, right? Um, see, I'm not too interested about the Tomlin stuff because we know where it's going to go. I mean, 
if he has to ask, if he ha- you're saying if he has to answer it, yes, truthfully, uh, it would have to go straight to the quarterback. I mean, do you really feel that Kenny Pickett is a guy that can lead this team to playoff playoff win Super Bowl? I mean, See, right now there is a point where he has to say yes because you know he still got a year on a contract. Or did you make a mistake? I mean, do you have faith in him? Does everybody have faith? I don't. I've heard before that. Not everybody has total faith in Kenny Pickett in that in that if it's scouting room, if it's coaching staff or whatever it is. So there is some question marks there. Do they still really believe that? Or is he getting the benefit of the doubt right now because he was a first round pick? Yeah. I think that's a great question, but I, to to make it more poignant, I think I would phrase it like this. You obviously ticked Kenny Pickett in the first round, so you have a lot of belief in him. What are the questions that still need to be answered by Kenny to make you think he's going to be the franchise quarterback going forward? Mm-hmm. Put it directly where he's mm-hmm. got to give you something of an answer, and it's a negative. He can't back out of there. He mm-hmm. can't say nothing. Well, what, really? Then you didn't want to put him in in the playoff game when he was healthy. Right. So there's got to be something that he still needs to prove. I put it that way. What does he need to prove to make sure everybody in this organization, if they're not, will be on the train of Kenny Pickett being the franchise quarterback. I'd, I'd ask, do you think that you did a disservice and stunted Kenny Pickett's development by keeping Matt Cannon around? Yeah, there you go. Or 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 bringing him back at the start of the year. Like, uh, I, I believe that... <clears throat> so we're all quarterback related. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. all quarterback, right? No, well, I bet you the fans don't think that way. Why what do you think? What have you done and accomplished in the past ten years to keep your job? Something like that. There's going to be more broad from the fan base, I think, than more specific of or, the direction of the organization over the past decade. Or you've had a lot of success. The Steelers have a lot of success with the philosophy on offense of physical rushing attack. Do you think that philosophy can still win in today's NFL? Hmm, that's true. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of questions. Who, who fired Matt Canada? <laughs> yeah, that too. See, there you go with the salacious yeah. stuff. Who, who's going to actually pick the new offensive coordinator? Yeah. Like, I mean, are you going to be heavily involved in uh, the decision on who the next coordinator is? Do you know what you're looking for? Like, yeah, there I wouldn't be like you know ignorant, or I wouldn't be mm-hmm. like you know You'd that. Face, well, it, we're, yeah. we're hypothetically here speaking of this, so we could be as ignorant as possible, right, right on, on the air here, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I would, I would want to know, like, okay, like you, like we get the notion that you are going to be heavily, heavily involved, probably the final gavel on the next offensive coordinator. Do you know what you're looking for, and do you know what you want, and do you know if if there's candidates out there that could be like some like the right guy you know something. what about something like what does have to happen for you to finally come to the conclusion that mike tomlin needs to go to or is, this is there a breaking point i yeah. mean what is it or this one uh if you listen to boy we got a lot of, i got, there's a lot. Yeah, I got yeah, you, been, you better write these down, down. yeah <laughs> you listen to the excellent interview of tj watt and the thing that he said was from the start of training camp, they're trying to win a playoff game. Is that the new standard in Pittsburgh? Playoff game? That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a really good one. And in in, in communication, I, I would ask him about the culture of the locker room and what Najee said. I would I ask just, him if well, that's the truth. With that locker room, I just think it's a less than a handful of people. I, I've said this before. I think we know who they are. Now, how do you deal with them? Maybe that's the question. But I, I don't think it's rampant. 
Mm-hmm. You know, but it only takes one bad apple. You know, another thing is, I don't believe in. I don't know. I, I'm going off on a tangent here, but Doug, maybe you can chime in of losing the message. The message becoming stale. This whole team is turned over in three years. There's mm-hmm. nobody left. So how's it become stale? We talking T.J. Watts becoming stale? We talking about uh, who we talk? Cam Hayward's becoming stale? What are we talking? I about I think here? the message from you know the the turnover and what the players were before it's the same message and this is a different crop, a crop of people that you know the message that, hasn't changed the message right. hasn't changed but the players yeah. have yes 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 and, and there's nobody there that is connected to the the message where it started and that was winning championships mm-hmm. not even cam Haber, not even tj watt those two haven't won championships i mean it is what it is but who's connected to actually the funny what the thing message about is. that is the guy that is connected to the, the championships was a Landon Roberts yes. has two of them, and he was probably their best leader of the of mm-hmm. the clubhouse. I mean, Sam Marlowe was in there, but I don't even think he played in the year that they won the Super Bowl. I think he got benched. So he has a ring, but I mean, maybe that speaks volumes of the, the of that. The, 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 the foundation of the message can stay the same, and I keep and I'm repeating myself, but it has to evolve mm-hmm. because the the athletes that are coming in that locker room now are different and they've evolved and they are their triggers are way different than triggers of guys five years ago sort of like ben when he said you know i just keep getting older and they keep getting younger yeah right yeah i mean i, I he Isn't would go home and i mean dazed and confused I'm, line? Not, I'm not going to sit there as a 37 year old and think i can uh, speak or you know hang out with the 23 year old mm-hmm. right. two different things they're going to the club after the game i'm going home and yeah. Talking to my kids and taking a nap. Hanging out my dog, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, just chilling. Uh, coming up next, there. You know, people are always looking for a negative. Uh, and Mark, you had a tweet last night that uh, I want to talk about because I talked about it a little bit yesterday. But I feel like people are always looking for the negative in something that should be the fifty-minute mark on the fan. Brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Route Nineteen in Peters Township, celebrating fifty years in the South Hills. Why can't people just be happy about a positive thing? Why can't people be happy that the Pirates just actually signed somebody that has a name and signed somebody to a decent amount of money? Aroldis Chapman, the relief, the reliever, um, $10.5 million on a one-year deal. And people are like, oh, well, he'll get flipped at the deadline. He'll get flipped. He'll get traded. Um, like, I, I just, why can't you just be happy that the Pirates are actually trying to make moves and Kabali, you, you tweeted this last night, and I know that you you watch the Pirates intently, and so do you, Doug. You go to a lot of games. Um, aren't you guys just excited that they're actually making some moves? Would, or you're just like, whatever. I would be, but we're just so jaded right now because we all know what the thought is. I think until they come up with a plan of actually signing people to help them win in the long term, we're going to look at it this way because the first thing I s- thought about when you when you sign Chapman is, oh, we're going to flip him in j- in June and be able to get it so it's a pretty good deal. If that's your mentality of signing this guy, then everything's wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. just the yeah. wrong – I mean, that's 20, 30 years of losing mentality right there. He can help them, yes. You should be happy right now. You should say, you know what? He's a great eight-inning guy. Their bullpen's now – probably set up from 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth, probably as good as anybody else. But do you know what? In June, they're going to flip him for another prospect that you never hear of, and we're just going to continuously do it, continues to do it. That's why. I mean, I wasn't even the first one to even think that. And um, so you know how uh, positive I am about the Pirates. That's everybody's thinking that. They have to be. 
yeah, that's I, bad. I, and I understand it, and they can't blame anybody but themselves. Yeah. But the way I look at it is at least Charrington has a plan for the handcuffs he's given on how to build this team. Now you're looking at, okay, we only have maybe two, possibly three starters, but we only need to get those guys, have, have them guys get us to the fifth inning. And then you got Bednar and you got Chapman. So for me, I'm thinking, okay, that takes a little pressure off until Skeens gets, a, gets here where we don't have to put so much on that starting rotation. And then also saying that we're not going to be able to go out and afford a starting pitcher. So let's piecemeal this together and at least be competitive. Now that they flip them, oh, well. Well, I mean, hold on. I, the, to, to give a little more reassurance, uh, the Kansas City Royals initially signed him last season to be their closer. He got traded to the Rangers where he was more of a piece that fit into an entire bullpen. So to give you some reassurance, the Pirates have a bullpen. He could be a key piece to that bullpen and get them wins because they have a more solidified back end. Now, their starters are weak, Mark, Mm -hmm. but he's being added as a piece. He's not expected to be the guy. I I understand that, that, Callis, but what happens in July when they're 15 games out of first? See, but dumping him. That's a, and that's 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 the mindset I don't like. Let's get somebody that can win a. I mean, we we hold the Steelers to that standard. We hold the Pirates. To, I mean, the Penguins to that standard. Let's hold the Pirates to that standard. Let's. I'm saying create that, an offense, uh, create a team that can win. Not that eh, if I'm, they screw up, yeah, if they're no later. good, let's we'll, we'll we'll be able to get something for them. I'm trying to create some optimism, Mark. The the Pirates bullpen looks a lot like the Rangers bullpen, and the Rangers just won the World Series. Now, what does the starting but, nine look like, Rangers and Pirates? But also, you got to understand what are they working with. So for me, I understand where everybody's going to say that they're just going to trade them, but for just looking at building the team and yeah. the constraints that they have. Yeah, I'm I'd rather the them do this than not do anything. Yeah, the GM's fine. Yeah, That's a great. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just talking about the organization in general. Oh. I mean, how about a first baseman? You know, how, how about a, a starting pitcher that they don't have right now? Well, the, how the, about the, a second baseman? You know, so, so I don't know. So the, for me, I'm looking. All right, you sign him for a one year deal. Now, if you sign him for a two or three year deal, so if he is, and we start. Having some success, we're not worried about trying to get him next year or having to re-up and pay him more. Now, that's where I could see a little angst from the Pirate fans. Uh, I mean, this is this is one domino to fall. Let's hope that there's going to be multiple and they do patch up uh, the holes that uh, they need to. And, and, you know, there are eight games out last year. Hopefully they can make up for that this year and, and do something. Uh, coming up next, Peter King made his rounds, and he obviously talked about the K- Cliff Kingsbury uh, is going to interview with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He also said another name that the Steelers could uh, acquire. And I don't know if we're all on the same page with it, but we'll find out. Coming up next. First, fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado, sunchevy.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 